Good morning, uh, afternoon, or evening, wherever you're at listening to this today. Welcome to another edition of Already Is Workmanship Podcast. Today, I have uh, Logan with me from wonderful rainy California. Good morning, Logan. Good morning, Todd. So uh, today, we are jumping into step nine, which is probably the most daunting work you have to do um, in this uh, whole journey because it's your actual work in stepping out to other people in a, in a specific way. So, and the step that we're going to talk about today is uh, step nine, made a direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So, and I'll read the uh, scripture to this one too, because I like it a lot. Uh, therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come offer your gift. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. So making amends. Um, it is challenging because... Um, for four or five reasons. First, the vulnerability of making the amends in the first place, because um, you're talking to somebody that you've harmed. Uh, the second is our own attitudes going into it have to be correct. If we do it wrong, then we have to do all the steps again and come back and make another amends for the botched amends we made in the first place. And kind of the third portion of it is... Um, even if we do the first two things right and our heart is wrong in it and we're seeking forgiveness, then we're messing it all up as well. Um, the other person is not harmed, but we are harmed because um, we are placing our, the power into somebody else's hands the way we've probably repeatedly done our entire lives. So, um, yeah, let's kind of dig into it. Um, first, I kind of wanted to get... Uh, Logan's impression of um, what amends looks like for him conceptually before I go into a teaching and then we can discuss a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of touched on it uh, last podcast, which is that the reality of the way forgiveness works is, you know, there's a, there's a level of forgiveness where you release somebody sort of at, in a legal standpoint of like releasing them before the Lord. But then there's the reality of... Um, the fact that your relationship is still fractured. And mm -hmm. so when that's just, you know, sort of how forgiveness works is that there's, there's a, um, you know, there's, it has to be a restoration to like, to trust. It has to be a restoration to, you know, allow yourself to put, you know, to be put out there and to be vulnerable again. And so, you know, that, that level of going and, and, and asking and seeking. And actually what it really boils down to is you're putting yourself into a, really uncomfortable situation that you could be avoiding and I, I, that that voluntary action speaks volumes to the person that you're going to either way and that that you're actually taking this serious because everyone knows that the natural human reaction to pain is to avoid it at any cost for any reason going forward yeah you know, i mean that's that's our natural like you know uh, you know, baked in rea reaction to anything that's uncomfortable is let me avoid this and do anything I can to yeah. avoid it in the future. 
So you're taking that on willingly and voluntarily putting yourself in a position that is, is going to be uncomfortable dealing with something that, you know, is, is on the ledger, but maybe, you know, you could have continued to run from. So I think it, it does speak yeah. volumes to that person about the seriousness that you are taking the, the process. Yeah. So the first thing I want to make sure that we have down right is that when making an amends, we are in no way seeking forgiveness for our actions, right? We are expressing what we did in step eight, where we took internal accountability for our actions and said, I did this wrong and it harmed this person in this specific way. Um, trying to think of a time I've made an amends to you because I know I've made them, uh, but I can't remember one off the top of my head, right? Um, uh, but say like I've been consistently late to something that we were supposed to do together all the time. I realize it. And then I came and said to Logan, like, look, I'm consistently late to everything we do together. Every time we meet for coffee, every time we get together for lunch, every time we get together to meet, I'm always five or 10 minutes late. And that's wrong of me to do because it's not respectful of you or your time. I'm going to work to do that better. I want you to know that I'm I'm working on that, doing that better, but I'm making amends for all the past actions I've done that for, right? And then there's like the walking amends of actually doing it better and not being consistently late all the time, right? Um, so there's like this this thing there, right, of that. So, but but if we do that with a heart of wanting Logan to forgive us or seeking forgiveness, instead of taking power over my past actions. So I can be free of the pain that I've caused others. Um, it puts all of the freedom uh, choice and the judgment in the other person's hand, right? So, so making amends is about taking full accountability for something. And if somebody says like, hey, I'm never going to forgive you, um, that's okay. It's okay for them to say that because you're still doing that, right? Um, yeah, so uh, that's kind of my conceptualization there of that first part of it, if that makes sense. Um, forgiveness and amends are like both sides of the same coin in harming relationships, right? Forgiveness is, is, is great, but we, we only own one side of the coin for each one of those things right if we're forgiving somebody for something um we don't have any ability for them to take responsibility for that action if we're taking active responsibility for our actions that were wrong we have no ability on the flip side of the coin for them to forgive us right we we, we don't have ownership of that side of the equation um if that makes sense yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I think the uh, it, it, that's a it's a subtle differentiation there, but it certainly is different because you're you're approaching it with not seeking that, and just saying I'm doing basically I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Instead of I'm doing the right thing because and in the back of your mind knowing I'm doing this so that you'll you'll release me and you know and forgive me. Yeah. 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 And sometimes these amends come with consequences, right? 
I've known people who've taken the risk and be like, I stole thousands of dollars from you. Is that this amount of money that I stole from you while I worked for you? I'm paying you full restitution for all that money that I stole. Um, but that other person has full ability to be like, oh, and put you in legal jeopardy, right? I've seen that happen, right? Um, fortunately, doing that sort of thing where you went and admitted it and paid restitution um, is looked on extremely favorably by our uh, judicial system. So uh, that is one of those things that is just like a, oh, you didn't even have to do that and you did it sort of thing that is there. But now that's a kind of extreme example, right? But that is uh, the, the the piece there, right? So um, so, so that, that's the first part of it is like that. So we know we made an amends. We're making it direct to people. So um, direct amends, um, before you go face-to-face, you should always talk to another person about the amends you're about to make how you're going to say the words and how you're going to move forward with it um and ideally it should be somebody like a sponsor or somebody who's been the 12 steps before who's done this step of making amends so you can role play it and you can figure it out and get it right so it's not harming the other person or not harming you right and you're actually putting forth this piece there um uh the closer the person is to you the harder this is right it's kind of easy to do it with a stranger or an acquaintance man it's really hard to make an amends to your wife it's really hard to make amends to one of your kids yeah like, no kidding. <laughs> that's that's super hard right um yeah so those those are those things right where that is there so a secondary subtle thing in here is there's some amends that can't be verbalized they can only be done through action right so early on in my recovery i realized that i had a very toxic trait with my wife i she would ask me to do something i would commit to doing it and never do it right didn't matter what it was cleaning the bathrooms making meals whatever i would commit to doing it and never do it or seldom do it like it was like a 10 percent success rate right of doing it um you know the only true amends i can make for that action is actually doing what i said i was going to do right that's the only amends that was going to work in that thing that i was doing right i can tell her i'm making an amends because i know this is wrong but if i continue to do it all the time uh that doesn't work and actually um what worked for me was stopping doing that with a fierceness and desperation and then making the amends like hey i used to do this all the time i haven't been doing it i'm tracking not to doing it i'm making an amends for not doing this right because it's a really big deal for me to do what I say I'm going to do and, and honor my agreements with my wife, not just bulldoze through them. Um, those are some things there, right? Um, 
A secondary thing, and this is going to be the super hard one for everybody I talk to, is um, some of us have people in our lives who never forget the ways we wronged them, right? And we've made a thorough amends to them, and then they bring it back up again and again and again. And um, I have learned that the only way through it is to thoroughly make the amends and own the wrong that you did. Um, I, I learned this from a counselor years ago, and he was like, his point to me was like, well, you still harmed that person, right? You still caused them harm. It's still a wound that you caused. Um, they still feel pain from it. You just have to own it again. It doesn't matter how many times you owned it. You still have to own it again because that action still harmed them and they still feel pain from it, regardless of how long ago it was, regardless of how many times you have made the amends. So this is the um, that how many times should we forgive somebody, kind of the flip side of that. How many times should we forgive somebody? How many times should we make amends for harms we've done? Seven times 77, right? There's never too many times for doing it. Um, I kind of want to hear what you, you want to uh, say on that one, Logan. That's a subtle thing there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on making amends to my, my children and my wife. You know, I okay. mean, I think when, right. when you, no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I, I was sort of, thinking about that and when you were talking about how difficult that is and i was uh i was kind of thinking in my mind like oh man do i do i need to do that <laughs> sort of taking a little bit of a mental inventory but no i mean the 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 whole idea of the, the 70 times seven i mean i think what that was like a sort of a turn of phrase um in that culture that meant basically forever it was like their mm. their their concept of it was because i know people who are like well i'm gonna forgive but i'm gonna keep track so when i get to 490 times you know and what they're basically trying to say in that moment is it's like a moment of hyperbole it's like is it seven times is it 70 times no it's 70 times seven it's like basically they're you know we've been so we've been forgiven for so much that we actually have no legal grounds to continue to hold somebody you know that that the only reasonable response to what we've been forgiven for is to extend that to other people though that's easier mm -hmm. said than done because mm -hmm. you know the reality is is that there are hurts that, that have been perpetrated on people on us that are you know it may take uh, it may take a decade to to really get through the process of of really fully being able to be yeah. clear with somebody yeah. um but but we are sort of always supposed to be in the process. Yeah. 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 And the process isn't about the other person, right? It's about us thoroughly mending our portion of the bridge in the relationship, right? Um, that's what we have ownership of. That's what we're responsible for maintaining. Um, I have many relationships where my bridge is maintained and I keep it built up 
and the other side of the bridge is completely shattered and broken and there's nothing i can do about that right that is the other person's responsibility to have the structure to be able to have the bridge in the relationship and so mine might be really solid on my side and their side is like a rickety you know rope bridge right that bounces and sways and all that stuff that's okay um and those relationships i know that like hey um you know i can't drive a whole lot of truth across that um i can't like i can't risk a lot emotionally going across that because the probability of that bridge of failing is so large i take small steps with them i take appropriate steps that are appropriate to the risk in the situation for me um and that was something that was really hard to learn over time with doing that but that's there right and well yeah and i mean you 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 illustrated it last last episode you you really did illustrate that that very well and that always will always stick with me that story you were told about about the the parents of those of those kids that were on the bus and then th- those that didn't go through the process of forgiveness like when when we don't forgive even if we were wronged right like we were wronged it, it we didn't have anything to do with it but then something is perpetrated against us and then you know what you know what we need to do is we need to release people and forgive even if it yeah. takes a process but it's not and i've been in that situation before where you're like well I, why would i forgive them they're not even sorry or you know they don't think they did anything wrong but the reality is is that we then exist under that weight and that stress of unforgiveness we own it as long as we're in it and it yeah. does have a phys- it has a physical and an emotional um, impact on us yes and it does it, i mean and it's it's unavoidable and and it's it's not doesn't seem fair it's like wait yeah. wait a minute but it is i mean that's why it's so that's why it's so destructive when we do these things to people it's it's not just even the temporary you know, when we wrong somebody, it's not just the temporary thing. It's not just what the wrong that we yeah. did. It's like, what's the implication and the, and the, um, you know, the, the long-term trauma. And then there's that, and then they're going to have to forgive that person if they want to be out from underneath it. And, and so it's just, you know, it is for our benefit to forgive people um, because then at least we can live clear and then we're not, processing it all the time and it's not it's not yeah. li- living next to us you know like yeah. a puppy dog we're bringing everywhere and feeding yeah. you know and this is the subtlety of the the two sides of this thing that we're talking about right like the the step nine traditionally only talks about the amends we have to go make to others with our harm i talk about the forgiveness too right uh that we can become willing so we could probably mishmash them together here today because mm-hmm. we're going in and out of both of them, right? So, um, so making an amends to person, you're going to directly making an amends to them. When you forgive somebody, you never actually go to them and directly say, I forgive you, right? It is an action in our heart that we do and that we actively try to say, I've forgiven the person. I'm going to treat them differently. Like there's no debt with me, right? There's no memory of what it is. That's a subtly different thing there, right? And, and this is so hard in relationships too, right? Like, um, 
for those of you out and and listening to this who are the co-addict in the relationship, the codependent person, the person who's not the addict, who's the uh, addiction is facing, right? This stuff gets really hard because typically we, and when we're thinking like that, we think only as us being the victim and that we have no role in any of it. And that there's nothing that we have that we've done that caused harm to others. We're the, the, the perfect ones. And they're the ones that are, have all the trouble, all that stuff. Right. Um, so the forgiveness is kind of easy because like, Hey man, there's this long list of stuff that I can forgive these people for the amends is super hard. Right. Cause you're like, I don't didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and vice versa for the addicts out there like me, you know, um, my addictive behaviors, it was like, I didn't harm anybody, right? Everybody was harming me. I have all these things to forgive because everything was happening to me and I wasn't carving, causing harm to, yeah, to anybody. And the subtlety here, like from a personal ownership perspective, is we've both been harmed and harmed, right? We made to make amend, both make amends and forgiveness, right, to people. So like if you're going to imagine like a close person to you, a child, your significant other, a father or mother, like like grandma, father, grandfather, aunt, uncle, though those like close relationships to us, um, you know, uh, that stuff, that stuff gets hard, right? Because it's really easy to fill fall into a role of I'm the victim, like in my family, I was a black sheep, all the defects within the family structure that were broken came out through me. I was the one that was the red flag of there's something wrong within this, within the family structure, my behavior, all those things were the red flag. Um, and so I was like that black sheep where like all, like it was all my fault that things were going wrong in the family. If I change, everything would be better, but that's not the way family dynamics work. You know, I fall into that role really very easily in almost everything I do. Um, and I have to like find my way out of that because that is just not right. But anyway, um, you know, but we'll fall into whatever those roles are, right? And so in dysfunctional families, there's lots of roles. There is the uh, the black sheep where all of the they do everything wrong. They're the ones signaling there's something really wrong. There's the perfect one that does it everything perfectly they're like lots of times the first child but they're the rock star they're the ones who can't do anything wrong ever uh and they live with this burden of perfection that if i'm not perfect that nobody will love me um and so they control everything um there is the ones that just get looked over right if there's more than two kids the, there's the other ones that just get looked over. They're just invisible, right? And they don't really do anything. And then, like, you know, they tr they they can never get enough attention because of the person who is um, doing everything there uh, of the like the the black sheep person or whatever. Like, and you've experienced this within your own family, right? Of like your family of origin. So, right. So when we fall into these roles then what we see there is like what we do wrong. Right. So you're like, you kind of have the perfection stuff going on. Right. And so, um, 
the angel right, so, child, so, as my as my brother would say. Oh yeah, yes. you were the angel child, Logan. I'm like, well, yes. compared to you, everybody looked like the angel child. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you tend to see stuff. Well, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You tend to see things as, um, if I'm not excellent, if I'm not perfect, I'm not lovable. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that, I struggle with that all the time, constantly. Right. And so it's substantially easier for you to be like, oh, I need to forgive people because you're not risking anything in that one, right? You're not risking being wrong or the amazing. That's what good people do. Yeah. That's what good people do, right? Uh, they forgive people. I've yes. eased time forgiving others, but asking for right. going through where, oh, man, tough. where making amends is like easy for me. I was a black sheep, right? I did everything wrong already. That was easy for me to do because, like, I was like, "Yeah, of course, I did all these things wrong, right?" Because I'm the black sheep; I always screw everything up, right? And it was far harder for me to forgive people because I didn't see myself as uh, like, like, fundamentally, I saw uh, myself as deserving all the terrible things yeah. that happened to me. Right? Like I deserved it anyway, so why would I? Deserved I, it anyway, so yeah. like, why would I forgive them? Like, they didn't do anything wrong. I deserved it, right? Like, of course you would treat somebody this way. Like, that's how harmed my thinking was. It took me years to even see the things that had happened to me as wrong because I believed I deserved them. Right? And so there's this, like, weird dynamic in there, right? Like, in between you and I when we talk, and even when we're talking about amends today, mm. like, you kept on sliding over to the forgiveness thing, right? Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right? I didn't really even uh, notice myself doing that, but you were, yeah. You, you, yeah, you caught that. Yeah, right? And so, like, in our roles that we have, right? So we, it's really hard for us to, like, break out of those roles. Um, right? And so... That is where um, we're at. So, um, so I'm going to circle back to this question for. Go ahead. You you talk first, and then I'll circle back to my question for you. No, yeah. So, yeah, kind of the, the light bulb went on there a little bit for me, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's the position that I find myself in a lot, which is the um, it, it is hard. It's really hard to say I'm sorry, and it's really hard to go seek and to make an amends because you're simultaneously like you're admitting that you did something wrong and, and it, it feels like you're admitting that you're trash. Like, you know what I mean? That's the, that's how it feels for me. And and it's, it's like, I'm constantly defending myself by saying, well, I meant well, like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it's not my fault that, it, you know, I didn't mean to do that. You know, even when there there are unforeseen consequences to the actions that I do, or it it does harm somebody, there's this my natural defensiveness comes up and goes like, well, I didn't mean to do it, so it's not really my fault, so I don't need to say I'm sorry because, um, you know, and so it's this because at the and it's not it's not because I'm the type of person that doesn't want to admit, you know, to take responsibility. It's that simultaneously by saying that, you know, there was this unforeseen consequence to this action that I did, or maybe I was callous or careless that because you're, mm -hmm. it, it seems, and it feels like you're admitting that you're basically a worthless human being. And so yeah. it, there is a natural built up, like, like sort of 
resistance to doing that because it's so mm-hmm. painful. Yeah. So a couple, couple subtle things you just said. Um, when we make amends, we never say we're sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry is an emotional response to the harm we've done to others. It's expressing this like sorrowfulness we have towards our actions. It's not really actually taking like that firm accountability, right? Um, we use a word like, it was wrong of me to do that, mm. yeah. right? It is taking the full ownership of the harm we've caused, not just like the emotional impact it had on us, but it's like that thing I did was wrong of me to do, right? And so, and the more specific we can be about the actions, the, the better, right? It's the, you know, uh, Oh no, you yelled at somebody because you got angry, right? Like the action that we're taking responsibility for is um, my anger was okay. My actions in my anger were wrong. It was wrong of me to yell like that, right? It's not justifying our anger. It was like I was angry and I yelled. That was wrong of me to do. It wasn't wrong of me to get the emotion. It was wrong of me to yell in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I needed to change how I do that. Right. And so it's a, a specific thing there. Um, That's good. That's very helpful. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, because like the sorry just feels like, well, yeah, of course you should be sorry. Like, of course you should be sorrowful that you harmed me. Like, like every human being feels that you're not like actually expressing the reg- like that sorrow and regret is, is is should be there, but that's like something you talk with like with your friends. Like, hey man, I'm really regretful that I did this action and it feels terrible. Like, and we can deal with that feeling, and then with the individual person, we can be like, hey, it was wrong of me to do this, right? Um, yeah, and then. Um, yeah, there's a lot we risk when we put it out there, right? Because especially when we do it this way and we said it was wrong for me to do this, we are opening ourselves to the full fury of whatever they're going to say, right? And then take responsibility for it. When they if they blow up and say like I'm so angry with you, you ruined my life, you did this 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 and this. It was hell what you put me through. Like and all we can do is say you're right. Like you're right. Um, sometimes we like say like like um, we can't take responsibility for like how they dealt with the situation, right? We can't take responsibility for their feelings internally, um, but we can say yes, you're right. I harmed you. Yes, you're right. And, like that was that caused you harm. Uh, and then you know we can talk with other people about like well they said like. Blah, 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 blah. It was all my fault, too. Well, those are 10 actions that they did as a choice after the harm. Um, that was still, those are their responsibility, right? Like, I was using the fact that I was abused to drink when I was 23, right? Like, the abuse happened when I was 10, 11, right? 12. Like, like this is like 10, 12 years removed from the action, right? Like, the people who harmed me when I was 10, 11, 12, they have no responsibility in what I do as a 49-year-old now, right? doesn't matter how I feel about the stuff that happened 30, 30 or 40 years ago. My behavior right now is still my responsibility, right? So 
we open ourselves up to that whole story that's going on for the other person because of the harm we have done. Uh, but it, we, we don't have to claim that. That's not our baggage to claim. Um, but it is ours to like say the the, the harm piece there. Um, yeah. So, so all these subtleties that go on in these relationships, right? And subtleties in how we view ourselves, and subtleties in how um like we perform things right like next week we'll do a deep dive on the forgiveness portion um but for the same reason we just talked here a little while uh, about like the different roles we played in our houses right because there's like subtleties in there um that need to give us freedom from our things right um so this is about that freedom from these actions that we've taken against others um and gaining freedom with that. So uh, in the Christian 12-step community, uh, you know, there, there's a couple different ones out there. Uh, but uh, the like 12 steps for Christians uh, community, um, this portion of the process is getting right with others, right? We're, 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 we're getting right with them by doing these things, whether it's the forgiveness or the amends. Um, so, uh, and it just really depends like where you're going to be at, I think really depends on how far down the scale you went in your addictive behavior, right? The further down the scale you went, uh, the more work in the amends portion you have to make just because the, the, the number of people and how deeply you harmed them is increases the, the further we go down the scale of our addictive behaviors, right? I had a fairly high bottom. It was still a bottom of addiction. Some people's bottom doesn't even get to addiction. Uh, it's just that like, oh, this gray area in my life of something I'm using to um, get through that I don't want to like, I don't want to be reliant on external things. Like you and I have talked about coffee and caffeine tons of times, right? Like, so there's like that area. And then there's like kind of an area above it where you're like, I know I'm harming others. I know I have that like, and it's like none of my sinful nature has gotten to an addictive behavior, but I know my sinful nature is still harming others, right? So if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, my main takeaway um, for today is going to be um, this is a step of external action. The last several steps have been internal action things, right? Uh, we had steps five, uh, six and seven, which were like becoming willing to have God remove our character defects and having God start removing our character defects. Uh, step eight was making a list of people, right? It was still an internal action, making the list, or even if we wrote it down, it's still internal. And now... Now we're doing the external things and the rest of the 12 steps are all external where we are doing things um, to connect ourselves and um, grow relationships with other people. And this is the part where you'll be at the rest of your life. And it is exceptionally difficult to do because everybody who comes into our life is going to keep on stepping on the landmines that we just uncovered and are working on. Right. So I consistently step on landmines for Logan. Right. Uh, or I see them and I like set them off intentionally to like say, hey, Logan, look at this. 
like I just did today. Um, so that's there. Um, but we, well, I mean, I, I appreciate, I, I, I appreciate it because the, the, I think I have a greater degree of clarity, um, into the process and, you know, just because I rush into that, that emotional side of things, because that's where I'm comfortable with. It's like, I, we need to spend yeah. that time in, in actually admitting the wrong, which is like, it's, it, it just makes my skin crawl just even think oh, yeah. of talking about it. Um, so yeah. it's obviously something that, you know, it's like, even, even in my talking about it, I'm avoiding, I'm like, let's go through that process for a nanosecond and then go into the part that I'm more comfortable with. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's important. So sometimes those landmines, you know, they need to get, they need to get set off. So yeah, that's yeah. you're, uh, you're, uh, working in your spiritual gift. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to have this, this tension, right. And it is, it's like, this is a, this is a difficult tension, right? It's something that we will come back to again. Like, uh, the, these, these initial podcasts are all about establishing a foundation to talk from, but we'll never stop working all these concepts. Right. Um, we're always going to be talking about stuff and I'm going to be saying something like, well, kind of feels like you're playing God again. And, or man, I'm playing God right now. Cause I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Right. So uh, we're going to have this dynamic thing over time as we talk about issues, um, within this, uh, journey we are on together. So, well, thank you so much, Logan. Uh, next week we'll talk about what you're comfortable with. Again, we'll talk about forgiveness and, how to walk that out and why it's so important and um, dig into what it is and isn't. And um, I, I have some distinct things that we need to communicate on that one. So don't go running out right away uh, and like trying to do that one yet, guys, like just take your time. We'll get to it next week. Uh, that one's a, that was a distinct process that, that we need to talk about. So. Um, Logan, you ready to pray us out for the day? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Lord, we do thank you for this time. I thank you for um, I, th- I thank you for this friendship uh, between me and Todd. Um, and Lord, I, I thank you that you put people into our lives that sharpen us, and um, that Lord, you are always there with your grace and your mercy, um, and that you have the example of showing such great grace and mercy. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the fortitude. Um, to do what is required um, to make our relationships right, um, that you would give us the the boldness to take responsibility for our actions, even even if we don't benefit from it um, in in the realm of restored relationships. Um, but Lord, we just thank you that you care so much about us and that you're always with us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.